So, welcome to podcast number three from Hot 22. So, in the week that we were able to go back to the pub, albeit in our thermals, a couple of other exciting, equally exciting, Friends of Skiros developments have happened. So, we've had the new folder, which Michael and Rona have very kindly set up for us. So, that means if you miss it on the Facebook page, you can catch up with um, those that you've, you've not perhaps heard previously uh, in the events folder. The second thing is that Rachel Davis has very kindly offered, and I'm sure everyone's quite relieved about this, some technical expertise. So the ums and the ahs and the gaps that um, perhaps we've had previously, I'm hoping Rachel will be able to edit out. And several more of you lovely um, friends of Skierosses have also volunteered to do a podcast. So I look forward to meeting you all soon. Anyway, today's hopefully willing volunteer is my first male guest. Somebody known to many as an occasional director in the past year, uh, as well as a Friday night entertainer and, uh, and a tutor at Skiros. Um, so I'd like to welcome Luke Meredith. How are you? Hello, I'm fine. I'm, I am totally willing here, but I'm not unwillingly at all. <laughs> Good, thank you. So, Luke, I, I don't know you at all, so this is, this is totally getting to know you and finding out more about you. I've kind of done a little bit of Googling. You know, you do come up on a few sites. Um, all clean. <laughs> um, but not all, but mostly, yes. Mostly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I know a little bit more now that you're obviously a tutor at Skiros and that you've been um, leading quite a few workshops over the years. But um, can you can you tell us all about, you know, what your involvement at Skiros has been? You know, how, how you got involved? Pete Smirthwaite, who's been um, a facilitator there before me. I can't remember who got her in. So, you know, it's all a long chain usually, isn't yeah. it? It's gear or somebody knows somebody else. There was gaps for a couple of singing teachers, you know, people who want to do singing modules there. And I said, well, yes, I sounds like I'd love to come. Uh, yeah, and I, I came that first year. And I think that first year I was just at that seat, sir, uh, for two the last two weeks in September. Oh, it was just exactly what I needed. Yeah. It was, you know, it was perfect for me. Let alone, you know, let alone for when people are booking. But even as a facilitator, you just go, "Oh, this is this is nice. <laughs> this is how this is how the world should be. <laughs> it's lovely." So, were you in a hut? Well, well I was in a hut, and do you know what? I love I love being in a hut. I, I, I... No, no, me neither. No, I mean, either. It's, oh, sorry. it's something different, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, hello. I'm, something happened with the sound there. I'm not sure what. Um, you see, because you go louder and smaller. Hopefully, that'll be one of the ums and ahs that gets cut out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the hut's great. I mean, apart from in the middle of the night can sometimes be a pain. But it's just, it's just nice having that op sense of open air as well. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, I think you can't quite beat having a shower outside. I don't know. I think yes, oh, that's one of the special. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, makes me feel like a Natarzan film. Yeah. Obviously, I'm Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so how many years have you been going to Skiros for? Um, I think last year would have been my fifth. So, hopefully, it will be my fifth year this year. The first year, I was, like I said, I was just at Seatser. Uh, mm -hmm. um, and then oh, you've gone loud again now. And uh, the second year, <laughs> second year was at Skiros 
and then, and since then I've been doing one week at Skiros Centre and one week in Atsitsa. It's quite nice doing it that way round, actually, as well. Okay, okay. So more of a full-on kind of week at, at the Skiros Centre, I'm guessing. Yes. It is a bit yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah, just do the one. I've only yeah. ever done the one week, so I've never done any of the two-week courses there, no. Okay. And um, and have you been to the Isle of Wight as well? Have you been no, I was, again, I was meant to go um, this last new year and hopefully we'll be going this coming new year and i was we were also meant to be doing one of the courses last year you know in that brief false summer when we thought maybe we'd uh-huh. be able to do a few things but uh yeah that unfortunately not enough people felt safe enough to to book a holiday anywhere i think so yeah, yeah unfortunately so i didn't Fingers crossed you'll be doing it this year. Fingers crossed it will be Skiros in September and the Grange at New Year. Yes, oh, that would be that yeah. would be very nice, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely something to look forward to, isn't it? I know it feels a little bit hopeful, but every day gets closer, doesn't it, with, with more people being vaccinated and transmission rates going down. So fingers crossed. So, also over the last year, you have been um, taking on the role as director some of the time. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a different sort of kettle of fish being a director during uh, during these Skiros times. I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite sure how successful I've been as such, but uh, you know, I've, I've tried to set a tone for the week and then see where it goes from there. Uh, let's be honest with you. I mean, Michael does so much work, and Ki- Michael and Christine do so much work mm-hmm. between them, <laughs> keeping everything going. Um, it, it makes it so easy to be a director, really. <laughs> <laughs> it has been amazing, though, hasn't it? I mean, the, the, there's been no shortage of content, and it just seems to roll seamlessly on. It astonishes me. It astonishes. There's two things that astonish me. One is the number of people still engaging. Uh-huh. Uh, and if, if anything, it seems to have crept up um, yep. the number of people again. And you would have thought, well, without any holidays to feed it, it would have gone down. But no, no. Um, there have been some sessions where people have said, oh, gosh, I really wish I'd been at that. And then they, you know, the subsequent one, they join in. So yeah. it kind of has got a momentum of its own a bit, mm. really. Yes, I'm, I'm terrible myself, though, having said that. Because I, I mean, even when I've been running the course you'd have been director I've looked at it and gone oh I really want to do that really should do that and then I put it in my diary even and then completely forgotten about it and then you go oh, darn it next time know. you know yeah yeah I got wise to it a little while ago that the best thing to do is that when Michael sends out the invitations on Facebook is just to say you're going to it yeah and then at least it pops up on your your Facebook uh, page yes yes yeah. yes yes yeah good point so even if you probably are not going to go or you're going to catch up later at least you've got the reminder yeah there. or that okay little tip for everyone there from paula bishop well <laughs> yeah although that doesn't always help for the quarter past seven um morning morning practice that's that's becoming i mean it is a habit now for me but i have to say it's still a little bit i can't you know, I, it does feel <laughs> i can't i just can't <laughs> I appreciate. So, I mean, when I'm at Skiros, absolutely, I'm there at yoga every single morning. But uh, it's if there isn't it, you know, it is. Yeah, I mean, I do feel some mornings like I am the one that's kind of literally come out of my hut, and you know, I'm still there in my pajamas, kind of 
<laughs> skidding into the back row but um <laughs> but I always I always try and build a little afternoon nap into my routine at Skiros you see uh, so uh, even, even if I've done my normally my activity tends to be in the afternoon uh it's not always but or or I'm doing yeah. an activity in the afternoon and there's normally time a little time for a little afternoon nap after your activity mm -hmm. before dinner isn't there there is yeah yeah a little siesta yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's somebody I can't remember. I think it was it was one of the sessions recently. Somebody was talking about the importance of the Greek siesta. Yeah. And I was thinking and that, you know, and the, I think it might have been Teresa actually was talking about ensuring that we we only go out into the midday and we get a little bit of sunshine um, and then we protect ourselves and, and we go inside. And I was thinking, you know, as soon as lunch is over, when I've been at Zitza, I'm heading for the beach. You know, there's <laughs> there's no staying in the shade or avoiding the sun then. It's just that's that's my, you know, making a beeline for it. And I know I'm not the only one. So, yeah, um, <laughs> topping up that tan is is quite key. But anyway, I digress. So so tell me a little bit more about yourself, Luke, and what you've been doing over the past year when obviously things have been a bit different. This year, well, I've been doing a few online shows here and there. I've been doing, uh, I've been preparing for when things start again. Um, got a dog. Been keeping, uh -huh. been keeping myself uh, fit, trying trying to keep up with my yoga with Marina. And then mm -hmm. uh, I've just fallen behind again. Along with, it, it's all about habit, isn't it? Trying to build habits. Yeah, um, definitely. And then when getting the dog, of course, that's different habits because I'm now taking him out for three walks a day, and it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to reorganize my life around that at the moment. Okay, you're taking your dog out three times a day. Yeah. Okay. Well, isn't that normal? Well, I don't have a garden. I've only got a flat. Right. Okay. So he needs to okay. go. Out. Yes, he's not. Yeah. He's not going out for massive, massive walks, but he needs to go out. You know, first thing in the morning at some point in the afternoon and lasting at night. Okay. Okay. I'm just thinking if I mention to my dog that she's going out three times a day. I won't tell your dog. It'll be between me and you. <laughs> well, I guess your dog sleeps well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, the dog the dog doesn't make any fuss. I just leave, yeah, I leave him on the sofa and he doesn't make a fuss about trying to join me in the bedroom or anything. Oh, so was that a... Um... Was that considered um, acquisition, or had you? Um, oh no, no, I thought I thought about it for well over a year. But well, almost since my previous dog died, and then I had guinea pigs for six years, and so I couldn't really have a dog with guinea pigs. And and then when the guinea pigs finally, because the problem with guinea pigs is you have you normally have to have at least two of them, mm -hmm. and so you keep buying more while when the others die, and then. One, the last one that I had was fairly unsociable with other pigs. So I thought, ah, well, that, that's a good time to end it. Okay. So that's probably is that a, a rarely known fact about you then, that you're a, you're a guinea pig I, fan. I was a guinea pig man, but I now have a dog. Back to a dog fan. Back to the dogs, yes. <laughs> okay. So um, having, yeah, so as I say, having Googled and uh, had a little look to see what you do. So how would you describe yourself? What, what, you're an entertainer, a cabaret singer. Well, when, when people ask me, I say I'm a singer and pianist and cabaret host. Uh, but my main thing is sing along at the piano. I've been uh, for about, well, when did I start doing sing-alongs? Probably in my mid-twenties. 
really properly at the piano. And I started doing those in nursing homes. And then I started doing them in pubs uh, in my 30s and, you know, weddings and things like that. And I suppose I've always been an entertainer anyway, because I, in my 20s, I was um, going around on, you know, small scale tours and TIE and all that sort of thing um, and doing odd gigs here and there. So, yeah, I suppose I've always been a singer and pianist, I guess. That's what I am. Yeah. And that, That's what you and, are. I mean, what, what I've done for the last uh, few years in Edinburgh as well, I've done five sing-along shows and I've been exploring the nature of what singing together does. Uh, I've been working lately with intergenerational music making and, and with another one called, oh, what's the other one called? Oops, no. I can't remember. There's another one that uh, I've done some work with. Um, these online companies which are doing online sing-alongs and to people generally who are living at home on their own. Uh, okay. So, you know, people who are normally housebound and can't get out to these interactive events. And so we've been trying to do a few more online things. So basically making the best of this situation. Uh, I've had yeah. that from a few people, actually. I know, I know a couple of people who've got fairly chronic illnesses which make them unable to leave the house a lot. And they actually said lockdown's the best thing that's happened to them because it's brought really? everybody to their, to their level. You know, where, right. so whereas before yeah, they yeah. couldn't leave the house, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't do anything. But now lots of things are being brought to them because they've been brought online. And they say it's fantastic. They've never felt so socially connected. Ah, gosh, I hadn't thought of that. So that's, that definitely is a positive of what's yeah. happened over the last year that's interesting that actually um reflects so part, my, part of my day job is um to have responsibility for a community center and one of the groups that we have there is singing for breathing mm. and obviously they've not been able to meet but it looks like they're not actually ever going to come back to us because they've found that it works online um and and they're really enjoying their zoom community and i think um you know, some of the logistics of getting those people from one part of the city to the other to to, to me is quite yeah. complicated. You know, a lot of them have got breathing difficulties. Um, so actually, you're right, actually, from the comfort of their own home, they've been able to do what, you know, what they've wanted to do and and not had all those yeah. hassles. And, they, they can, and, and, and it only takes an hour of their day, whereas before they had to plan a, a whole morning or a whole, whole five hours or something around getting somewhere and coming back, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so there's oh, some lovely. positives there, yeah. So, there are, there are definitely, aren't there? Yeah. So and hopefully those sorts of things will continue yeah. as well. Um Yeah. So your your courses that you've got lined up for this coming year, what what might somebody expect if they were coming along and thinking, I'm gonna do Luke's course? The, well the course that I do in Skiros um is I do I do two things. It, oh mind you, I'm trying to think which one I'll be doing because normally in Atsitsa in the village, uh it'll be just a community of song. And, and it talks about singing together and trying to explore what it's like when we're singing together and what we're feeling, uh, the way we we have certain emotions that are attached to songs. We have certain feelings, how singing makes you feel. Uh, and then we basically just have a good old sing-along. But no, it's one of those sing-alongs where we're trying to understand exactly, you know, afterwards you can reflect on how you feel and yeah. and hopefully think about, what it's doing for you uh, and it might make you approach sing-alongs in a different way in the future even um okay. when i go to 
sorry, when I go, that's at the Skiros Centre, I tend to do that. And then at, yeah. at Sietzer, uh we tend to do performing a song. Uh, so it's, ha- this is more about how you can present a song. Like, and it doesn't matter if you, it doesn't okay. matter if you can, if you think you can sing or you can't sing. Um, I always say everybody can sing and not everybody wants to hear you. Okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the beauty of both of those suggests that you don't have to have any previous experience. Well, no, no, no absolutely. You don't it's have any, of... everybody can find a voice. Yeah. And everybody should, yeah. every, in the same way with art, you know, it, you can't, there's no wrong way of making a painting because it's your painting and there's no wrong way of singing there are ways of singing where which are socially acceptable you could say uh (laughs) well in this and i I think a a really good example is something like opera singing which some people literally will go oh i can't stand opera singing and then for other people it's the highest form of singing yes um and it's i think that's a really good example because it shows that it's it's not everybody. Um, there isn't a universal good singer out there, okay. and there isn't. A, but it, yeah. is, it is acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah And I'm guessing then that uh, you probably continue some of this in the bar in the evenings. Oh, we have a few sing-alongs in the evenings. Yes, <laughs> but but that's for the sing-along. Uh, but for the action, for the performing one. Very often people yeah. will do those in the cabaret at the end. Oh, yes, because it's a solo okay. cabaret sort of number. But it really, it's sort of, it's a party piece to some extent. But it's also right. about understanding how you don't just sing with your voice, you sing with your entire body. Uh-huh. So when you're performing, you're performing with your entire body. Even if your entire body isn't moving, you have to feel the presence of your body and what it's doing on stage. Okay. It sounds as though, um, yeah, I probably need to come and do this. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Um, Yeah. I did Susie's um, singing. uh, Oh, Susie Self, yeah? Yeah, Susie Self. So my first year. Of course, I never do anybody Um, else's singing thing, so we're never on the same thing. All right, it was amazing. And I I went along as a kind of, oh, it sounds a nice thing to do. I don't really sing. Um, and, you know, singing in the magic circle as the sun's going down on a, you know, sort of warm evening um, with other people, even though, you know, kind of my confidence was probably, you know, somewhere in my boots at that point. Um, it meant that, I mean, I actually came back and joined a choir, a, a local um, community choir, which we we have attempted to be online. And um, I, I found that less, less successful personally. Yeah. But I think that could well be because it's in the evening and i've been staring at a screen all day so yeah i mean you know, I've, I've been of, running a, i've been running an online choir actually for the past few weeks and it's for a particular company and mm-hmm. uh but we've been doing it midday ah, yeah, about okay. 1 30 might... so it sort of fits into people's lunch hours um ah. and uh, yeah it's been it's strange doing it online isn't it because you can't really hear how you're sounding together at any one time uh no. Well, I've managed to do it with everybody pressing record on their own backing track at home and all singing at once and then turning their sound down, but allowing their microphone. So at least I can hear what it sounds like. 
Okay. Um, I mean, it's still not quite together because of different Wi-Fi speeds, etc. But I do at least, yeah. at least it means that I can hear when people aren't singing, aren't coming off at the right time, if they're singing too loudly, if the general sound of it. And I can guide right. things along a little bit. And actually, when the final recording came in, it was beautiful. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, it, yeah. I think when it works, it's great. Mm. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, it, it still does give you a kind of a bit of a feel-good feeling, doesn't it? Seeing other people's faces yeah. and yeah. knowing that somebody's making some kind yeah. of sound. It's not the same as singing together, I know. It's... Uh, I can't wait until we can do live sing-alongs again because I I've mm -hmm. done them at the like I say the Coach and Horses in Soho. Uh, I think I did those there for twelve years. I'll be going back there again, hopefully in June. Uh, the King William in Hampstead. I've been doing that for about six or seven years. And the George. I've been running that for seven years. And people come back all the time and just go. I didn't think I was going to like this, but actually I had the best night ever. Oh, brilliant. Is that is that a kind of um, uh, hangover from kind of Chaz and Dave kind of days where people see it as being a little bit? I, I think it is uh, that people see people yeah. see sing along as being a certain thing. And I think they have memories of family parties as well. OK, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And some people think yeah. of it like, you know, foot or football or, or church or school. And maybe they've got bad memories of singing together with people because they were forced to sing. But then everybody, uh, probably the best example of when people really enjoy singing together is when they go to a concert, like a pop concert, and they all just uh -huh. join in. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, <laughs> and, you know, and you don't know you're doing yes, it. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you didn't know you knew all the words. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and you don't need to know all the words. That's the no. thing. You can, you can just... <laughs> Feeling, make the words up, whatever. That's not the important thing. Is it's it's that feeling of connectedness that it gives you. Yeah, yeah. And I I like the session you did the other week when uh, you did about you know the, the songs yeah. that have some resonance for us. That was so lovely and so um, it was so interesting how varied mm. it was. Yeah. Literally from you know kind of uh, yeah I was thinking there was pop songs through to Madam Butterfly and it was yes. yeah. Yeah, and, and around to around through to um, who had their oh the who had their local what their prayer songs? Who was it? Uh, oh no, the oh the uh, the Hebrew songs as well. The Hebrew yeah. songs, the Jewish yeah, songs. Yeah, for Passover. And yeah. she, you know, she said that uh, that oh, what she'd grown up. Who I can't remember who it was that was saying they had those now. I think that was was Sharon. it right. But uh, yeah, just saying, yeah. you know, literally so many memories of them just having those songs around and every single Passover of every year, you can remember every single one of them through those songs. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. And I was interested yesterday, I mean, I don't, uh, yesterday before, um, I I had in the background um, the, the uh, funeral service and um, the which their principal's oh, yeah. funeral service and the first hymn was uh, Eternal Father for those in peril yes. of the sea, and you know it's, it, that somewhere in my you know my unconscious you know memory was just like, oh my goodness, I sang that at yeah. school, and I knew all the words. You know, I was kind of not that I wanted to sing along with the you know his, his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and then I, I was kind of looking on social media and actually it was quite interesting people going oh that took me back to my dad's funeral yeah. or you know it really evoked yeah. memories and I, mean, I didn't kind of pick up much else apart from that but yeah some some tunes really kind of dig yeah it, i remember they? for those in peril on the sea i did there's a one particular sunday isn't there that's uh where you celebrate people who were who celebrate where you remember people who were lost at sea and i can't remember which one it is now oh, but we okay. used to sing it every single year at this one particular time yeah. of year yeah, it's really evocative, mm. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same with, I suppose, with the Passover songs, it's the same with Christmas carols to some extent, or Christmas songs. Yeah. 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 There's always one or two that really get yeah. you, aren't there? Or, <laughs> or it can take you straight back to where, where you were when you first yeah. heard that. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Well, before we mm. wind up, I've got a couple of, uh, a couple of wicked questions yeah. for you. So, the first one is... Um, so imagining that we've all gone a little bit up market at it this year and you get to the bar and it's completely stocked with everything, you know, it's got mm -hmm. works. Tom Cruise is there, you know, whipping up a few cocktails. What would be your first cocktail? My first cocktail, you mean if I was in Skiros? Yeah, yeah, what would you do? Oh, for? I'm afraid, yeah. I'm a very basic man when it comes to Skiros, and I would always go local and I'd have a nice glass of Tipperu. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But so wherever I go, again. I will have the local booze. Right. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. And then if you were thinking about kind of reflecting on your time in Greece and, and Skiros and all that you've all that's happened there. And thinking about the podcast, one of the things that we haven't yet thought about is a musical theme. So what kind of, um, you know, is there a tune that you think perhaps we might want to uh, have in the background? Well, that would be a theme for Atsitsi, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh... <laughs> well, there's, the there's, the thing is, there's so many that get sung every year. at, at and I know, but when we do our sing-alongs, uh, yeah, there's certain ones. I think some someone came up with one the other day, didn't they? Say "Stand by Me" was one of the ones that, that they always okay. thought was um, that was very evocative. They said it was around all year, all yeah. that first time they were at Skiros. Uh, I was always, I'm always asked to do "All You Need Is Love" as well. Although I think it was Tristan going, "Oh goodness, he couldn't stand that song." I can't remember who it was exactly. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't, yeah, put me on spot, but you. You cannot ask a musician what their favourite song is. It's, I don't, we don't do favourites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, although I will say that one of, when our family did Desert Island Discs and we said we were allowed to take only one album and, and mm. I chose Fairground Attractions, First of a Million Kisses. Oh, wow. Oh, that was my, because it's got, it's got a nice variation of songs on there, really upbeat, and it's got mm. one of my favourite songs, which is the moon is mine. Oh you... wow! Now, now that's a real coincidence because after the session that you did, somebody mentioned fairground attraction, and I thought the next day when I was kind of busy painting my house, I thought, oh gosh, I haven't listened to them for ages, and it totally took me back. And I thought, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, really it takes me right. It, weirdly, it takes me right back to a time when I was in the tiniest room. Um, it was literally a single bedroom that had room for a single bed 
uh, you know, all the furniture was outside the room because yeah. there was no more room for anything than a sing the single bed in there. <laughs> and I was paying £25 a week for it in Tottenham. Uh, I could be been seven. Yeah, those were the days. Uh, and I remember having, you know, at the time when I first moved to London, I had absolutely nothing. But I had that. Uh, I had that song and it's, it, it goes, uh, no calls, no letters, just fire weeds and stinging nettles, but the moon is mine. Yeah, the moon is mine. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. All, we've yeah. all got the moon. Yeah. Yeah. And a cracking voice with it as well. <laughs> oh, she's yeah, yeah, a really beautiful good. voice. She's well, got, yeah. Beautiful voice. Yeah. Brilliant. So, um, Sorry, what I should have asked you initially, because you were talking about performing and working mm -hmm. in London. So London, London is, is my home. I've been my home for the last thirty-two years. Yeah. Where did you move to London? Uh, I grew up in Mansfield, in uh, right oh, in the okay. middle of the country. Uh, but all my family have moved away from there anyway, and I was never. I was always very claustrophobic in Mansfield anyway, and so I moved. I moved from there. I did three years in Birmingham University. And then I moved straight to London. Uh -huh. And nothing okay. to keep me in Mansfield, okay. really. No, that well, I can tell that it's you don't have a, you know, it's not a particularly. No, it it, it veers depending on who time. I'm talking to and what I'm saying at the time, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it goes. It varies somewhere in between London and back up to Mansfield, and Maybe everywhere in between. between yeah, <laughs> so that's where I do most of my gigs down here yeah so if you, if you yes if you do want to come to a sing-along most of them are free to turn up to uh, uh -huh. I get tend to get paid by the venue and you know there's a little jar for tips if you want to put requests in and things but uh I, I, it's so nice to have it being as part of I, I like it being part of the community in that way that people just walk in and go oh my god I didn't realize this thing still happened in London and like, and oh, well, I think that that's definitely a plan. You know, well, for me, it's you know, it's, it's an hour away. Oh, train, yeah, so. please do come in uh, because yeah. honestly, before you know it, you'll be doing the hokey cokey at the end of the night with the rest of the pub. <laughs> oh, well, that, I think that'd be great, actually. Yeah, really good thing to, yeah, I can't wait actually to get back to normal. Like, I mean, I was just thinking, I can't remember the last time I got trained oh. to London. So, well, um, I think with yeah. the times <laughs> as well, it's you know, nobody's going anywhere. Whereabouts do you live? Uh, oh, right. Well, well, I've done gigs in Cambridge before, but yeah, it is, it is a little way to go. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. And um, thank you. Enjoy thank the rest you. Of the weekend. Right. Hello to everyone. Bye to everyone. <laughs> Bye.